0: Mike.
1: Hey Michelle, how are you doing?
0: I'm good. How are you?
1: Pretty good. What'd you think of three oh five?
0: I thought you know, it's gonna probably seem weird because three oh four I was not overly pleased with. But I don't know, they kinda brought me back with three oh five. This episode had some of the best acting. I've seen in it in forever, like literally some of the best. Woodard uh, talking at the beginning, and that beginning scene between him and Hayes. Uh, scoot wondering about that photo and if it's Julie. Hayes not noticing Amelia at the hospital, and then he actually sees her, and you feel him see her in that scene. And then they just finished it with, old Hayes and West at the end with the conversations that they had. And I I just thought it was really powerful. The acting in this, you know, these, these shows have got to give us something. They got to give us something. And they either have to give us an incredible story or some incredible acting. We need something to make it unforgettable. And, I'm not sure on the story. The story is so far. The jury's out on the story. In my opinion, I think it's good. And it's certainly like miles ahead of season two, but the acting in this is, it felt very season one as far as the Harrelson McConaughey acting in season one this time.
1: So what do you care about? What do you care about most in the story? like what's the what's the mystery that you want solved
0: Well, I mean, I I want to know what happened to Julie, and I also want to know what happened and I particularly want to know now after the stuff we learned. I want to know Lucy's part in it because we guessed that from the beginning and turns out that's part of it. Um, but I also want to know what happened with Amelia and Hayes because something happened and also what Hayes and West did at this
1: point. How about point. what happened with uh, Lori and West?
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess I care, but yeah, I mean, yes, I care, but they've already broken up once. So we know they have the propensity to do that. They were together three years, not together for two years, then back together for five years, they said. So we know they have the propensity to do that. Um Whatever happened between and whatever happened with Hayes and West that caused them to stop talking, whatever the insult was to West, um, whatever they did together that they've been alluding to for two or three episodes now, that was so bad. What they're afraid is going to come out. I think all of that will have.
1: Yeah, I, I almost want to know more about Hayes and West more than what happened to Julie. Now, I mean, I don't know Julie. And I know Hayes and West and I like them and I want to figure out what happened to them as old men, how they, how they got to these points.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I agree with that. They, um, the whole story has been about Julie, but like you said, the characters that we've seen has been Hayes and West and that's who, you know, we're going to care about and they make us care about them. I do care about them. And, and, and it's odd because It's over such a long period of time. You know, this is over 45 years they're showing us this thing.
1: No, it's only been five weeks.
0: Oh, okay. Never mind then. Okay. But I think that's pretty cool that they can put so much content in there that I care about 1980 West and what he's doing. I care about 19 or West and Hayes, not just West. Well, probably mainly Hayes at this point, but both. 1990, you know, I care about them there. And now since they showed us West in two thousand fifteen, they just did that this week. We didn't see West in two thousand old man West until this one. And yeah, I'm interested in what happened to him, what turned him into a loner dog hoarder. So
1: Michelle, all the speculations about True Detective episode three oh five, if you have ghosts, we didn't really do our intro, but um one thing I want to have happened is I don't mind if the characters are lying. I mean that's part of their role playing in the show. I just don't want Pizzolato to be lying. Like when we saw the kids missing, we saw that Tom was really upset. We saw that Lucy was really upset, right? In the very first uh-huh. episode. So sure. I don't want that I don't want it to come back that Lucy set it up to help get the Hoyt family Julie's trade off. I don't want she was really upset in that scene.
0: Well, that's that's what's gonna happen. Yeah, but no, that's okay with me because she did set this up in some way. She had something to do with this. I mean, I'm completely convinced, and I'm gonna be mad if they led us in that direction as strongly as they have, and it didn't. She was upset because that's that's, what they're doing.
1: They're leading leading us that way. But how could she be that upset?
0: Because Will ended up dying.
1: She didn't and that know was that part she, of it at that point, she just thought, "Oh, the kids are missing what How did you fuck up and not watch them close enough? Was she acting play acting in the role there?
0: Yeah, I think so, or I think maybe will was supposed to come back home, and he didn't, and so something mm-hmm. screwed up, and it terrified her, but I mean, I'm guessing at that part but 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 yeah, yes, they've got to have her having done a part in this. So
1: you think maybe Lucy set it up to help get Julie into some family where she's in a better situation than she, like she won't have Lucy's life. If Julie gets into a rich family or something.
0: Maybe, but, or, or who knows? I mean, she was not the best person in the world. Well, maybe so she... think
1: along those along that strategy. Then what happens to will he just comes home and leads his normal life, except now his sister's missing.
0: Well, will presumably belonged to Tom, and Julie presumably did not.
1: Yeah, there's some logic. I guess it's crack-mind-addled uh, uh, um, strategy. <laughs> if it was what? <laughs> she's, Lucy's like a miss. Her mind is messed up from whatever she's doing in life.
0: Well, yeah, yeah. That that's just it. She's obviously not thinking straight on a it's lot of It's skewed
1: logic, but I guess there's a weird skewed skewed logic to it that that would make sense in somebody's mind. Julie's <laughs> with her rightful father, and Will's with his rightful father.
0: Right. I mean, I'm guessing about that part. You know, I mean, because we've they've they've hinted since episode one. It's not about the the boy. It's about the girl. It's about the girl. Uh, they had separated Will from Julie. And I'm beginning to wonder now if what happened to Will had anything to do with what happened to Julie in that they were separated. They could have already taken Julie. Julie did not know, we find out. Spoiler alert, that Will is dead. So
1: She sees him dead, though.
0: She sees him resting. So she sees something. Well, yeah, 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 you're right. Okay. So, yeah, she she was there. Yeah, I don't know.
1: Yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy. We have more questions now than we did freaking three episodes ago, and there's only three episodes left.
0: Yeah, they really have continued to... Add on. It's like you said last time, it's almost too much. And it is almost too much. They're going to have to wrap this up. There is, it's, it feels, I don't know, it's like for every question they answer, because we found out now that it is Woodard that is in, that that was charged, convicted of doing this post, what's the word, post humorously um
1: posthumously
0: there you go and um
1: or posthumously i don't know what we po- going for. It,
0: not posthumously no you're right um but but yeah and so we found that out but how many more questions do we have a lot about that you know like like they didn't just say that he was convicted they said you know he's convicted we got the sh- the the sweater you know, so somebody had her, yeah, okay, so you are right, because somebody got the sweater, so they did have her, too. But but they've had her, and then she's had this crappy life, right? I mean, she's like a runaway, maybe... Drug addict. Yeah, and maybe turning tricks or whatever, right? I mean, she's had this terrible life now that she presumably wouldn't have had with Tom.
1: Well, if Lucy set that in motion, I'm... A little disappointed because of Well, her. if she
0: didn't, I'm disappointed. They can't lead yeah, us down that without doing something with it.
1: So what do you think about the title? Just, did you put any meaning to If You Have Ghosts?
0: Yeah, I, yeah. this one really did, Todd because they, and that's another thing I loved about this. I love the subtlety of and, and the whole subtlety of this series this time, right? Um, when 2015 Hayes looks in on the bedroom and sees 1990 Hayes' family in bed, and then 1990 Hayes' family sees the door move, and then he looks out the window, Hayes does, and sees 1980 Hayes, through his window and it was a really cool and a lot of people didn't like that. I don't think but yeah, I that was, was a,
1: very, that was very um, game of Thrones tower of joy.
0: When, I love when Ned
1: sees the wind. Yes. The young Ned sees the wind of the old Ned watching him. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So do you think that's, is there any in the story universe? Do you think there's any thing to that? Or do you think it's just a interesting play on the camera work? Like, do you think there really is potential time as a flat circle, like it's all happening at once and we can, all, we can go back and forth from future to past to future in between?
0: Are you asking me what I think about time or what I think they're saying in the show about time? In the Tom? show,
1: do you think, do you think there's – can there be a ghost of the past happening to the real life of Wayne –
0: well, yeah, and even in a lesser way, I think that the ghosts of our past affect everything we do now. So, yeah, absolutely. And I think it's a great storyline and I loved how they told that.
1: So that door really so that door really moved in that scene or Wayne perceived it moving?
0: No, I think it really moved. I think the door moved. And, and I think okay that's okay. I'm okay with that.
1: Sure. No, I think I am, too. I think it's pretty cool to think that, that that's possible.
0: Yeah, I mean, what do you, think about, you know, we've what, all seen stuff in our life that we can't explain, right? I mean, you've seen a door move or heard a sound. No, nah, I
1: haven't. Not like that. I've you've never, never seen
0: anything move in your house that's nope. like, Mike, come on. Yes, you have. Everybody no, has. And
1: Why would I lie?
0: Have you ever heard a sound? And you're like, what? What did that come well,
1: from? Well, yeah, nothing. Nothing so glaring that I thought, oh, that must be Uncle F- Fredo from 1973. <laughs> no, I never. I never thought of anything weird like that. Seriously.
0: Well, okay. Well, I mean, you know, I've I've seen like like a door will will close or something. You know, I mean, and I have and
1: dreams it... of people that I used to know that. You know, dreams are dreams.
0: No, yeah, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about like awake things, you know, like the the pressure will change in the house if you have your windows open and maybe a door will move. And, and you think, okay, that, I didn't feel any wind. You know, we have uh, two screen doors on our screened-in porch out back. And sometimes the, it's like there's not a breath of wind. We have a wind chime out there. There's not a breath of wind. And one of the doors will just open and close. And I mean, I'm sure it's something explainable, but it just gives you like a little pause, and you think, okay, that no, that was kind well, of
1: well. That's my whole point, though. If you're sure it's something explainable, then you don't believe it's a reach into the paranormal. If you, but I
0: yes, but I can't explain it. I mean, you know, that could have been the wind in his house. Just because my rational mind says this is something explainable, doesn't yeah, mean I houses can't don't have it.
1: wind inside them in the in the shut. Sure they do. House. Not like yeah, that, not do. enough to move a door like that.
0: Depending, depending on if a window's open and, and another window's open. Sure they do. That can happen. But but that's not what was happening. And I I just really like that. I thought. What do you think a-
1: about um, there's no 2015 version of Tom?
0: I hadn't thought about it.
1: Do you think Tom – so there's speculation out there that Tom has something to do with all this too.
0: Well, and yeah, okay, I don't think they can go there because that's going to be Nick Pizzolatto lying, right? Just like you said. That that was great the way you put that at the beginning because the way he was when they were leaving – that that's too much. Explain that. If he had something. Well, to Well, even
1: in the very beginning, he was very convincing that he was really racked by his kids being missing, and he was worried that they weren't. When he first got worried, he was worried.
0: Yes, and he didn't want them to go to begin with.
1: No, I don't know about that. He, they were just being kids, and he was like, "Well, okay, be home by dark." Just I think well, that was normal. But, yeah, but, but he, was, he
0: was discouraging. If anything, where are you going? Why are you going? What time are you get? You know, be back by this time. I mean, just real. You know, and he didn't say, "Hey, kids, get out and ride your bike." You know, go play or something like that. That would maybe be something.
1: But the no, kids they painted what, him as a super responsible. Even if he was a fuck up in life, he was very responsible with his kids.
0: Yeah, yeah, and he couldn't go home because every inch of the house is his children and just a lot of stuff. Of course, I mean, I guess you could say the same thing about Lucy as far as once it happened. But even before it happened, we see Tom. No,
1: Lucy was a mess up the very first thing we saw. She was coming home from being not home.
0: (laughs) That's what I mean. I mean, afterward, after it happened, Tom has been a mess ever since. But prior to that, it's going to feel... Like a cheat to me if he knew something prior to that. Yeah. I'm awfully particular, aren't I, about what I want them to <laughs> do and say and where I want this storyline to come from. But they have to wrap this up, they got a lot of stuff to wrap up. And also, I'm a little bit annoyed about the backpack. And that Hayes and Wes didn't think about that back then. Hayes did not think for a minute, I don't think, that Woodard did that to the kids. And the fact that he would just go along with that doesn't sit well with me. They're going to have to tell me a good story to make me believe that.
1: Yeah. Well, it's, it's kind of disappointing, too, that Woodard Woodard was a disappointment in this episode to me. It turns out to be quite the jackass. He's not so great of a guy after all. He could because he killed he killed innocent people in this massacre. Yeah, he, he could have easily just killed himself. He wanted to just kill himself. He could have just shot himself, and that's the end of it. He didn't really settle much. I mean, he got back at those guys, but they he, they were fathers too. They were misplaced in their ju- theories of justice, <laughs> but they were fathers and he just, they
0: were, but now those guys were coming to kill him. And it's just like he said in the episode, he's, or, you know, presumably, and it's just like he said in the episode that he might've been within his rights. Had he not shot the police
1: officers and yeah, I but mean, they were coming to kill him <laughs> for a twisted version of what they perceived as justice, that, that this guy was harming our children.
0: Right, you but he's just that. as dead. No, he's just as dead. And he didn't do this. This is, if it turns out he did this,
1: that's. No, when forget it's, the crime. Right. Just what he did to resolve his. The bullying of these guys with him. And I know they were going to go come and kill him. They said as much, you are coming in and you're not coming out. But he set this all up to kill people. And then he killed those co- Killing the cops puts the nail in that coffin.
0: Oh, absolutely. For me. Yeah, absolutely he that. He would have killed
1: Hayes. He would have turned around and shot Hayes.
0: Yeah, he would have done what he had to do to um, commit, what do they call it, suicide by officer or something. Yeah, he would have done what he had to do to get the police officer to have shot him. You're right.
1: All right. Well, so what happened in the episode, Michelle?
0: Well, we start out in 1990. We got Hayes and West with the detectives. They're discussing the strategy for finding out if the girl in that uh, footage from the Walgreens is Julie. They, again, again, they've okay, they've said this a hundred times. They're talking about the plainclothes police officer taking interviews back in the day, and there's no record of that. There's something, that that's another thing about this. Do you feel like it's a little too, too deep? Does this go too deep for you? Because we've got, well, we've got the plainclothes police officer who went to the house that was outside the, the woods where Will was found dead. Uh, We got the plainclothes police officer. Now they're talking about something else where he was taking interviews back in the day, back in the 1980s. And there's no record of any of this. Yeah, Harris
1: James is the new twist.
0: Right, right. They give us this other big bombshell. But but not only that, you know, just all of this, um, you know, we got the missing fingerprints now from the toys. Yeah. Um, so somebody, it's, I don't know. We can have a crime that's just a crime. It does not have to every time go up the, uh, the, the, political scale, right? I mean, I understand if that's the story and that's going to be Pizzolatto's story every time, but I don't know. It just feels a little old.
1: Yeah, I think there's already you're, you're kind of right. There's already enough evidence to, to make us wonder what big bureaucracy is behind this to make it happen. We don't need missing fingerprints and more evidence against those guys. Right. We need some resolution to some of that stuff.
0: Yeah, because I don't want just all the resolution in one episode. It's it's overwhelming. They have to kind of start to tie this up if there's only three more episodes of it. Anyway, Tom comes in. He freaks out because he sees the – they have a photograph of Lucy with – in in her deathbed, literally, with a – thing wrapped around her arm. And didn't that look a little staged or not? Yeah, that's
1: what people are saying <clears throat> Looks super staged in the, in the belt that she ties around her arm to do her shot is on her right arm. And if she's right-handed, she wouldn't she would put it on her left arm, you know, to give yourself an injection. Right. And it looks like, Oh, let's set this, let's set this stage to make it look like a heroin overdose or whatever.
0: Right. Right. Well, Tom's freaking out because he sees that, and then he sees the footage picture of the woman that he doesn't know if it. He's keeps asking, "Is it Julie? Is it his baby?" Great acting by Scoot there. I tell, I was just, I watched it like three times. Just his face tore at me, but. West is telling him to go home. Hayes wants to give him the picture. What do you make of that?
1: Well, it's Hayes definitely rocking the boat that Wade doesn't want rocked. Or not Wade. Uh, West doesn't want rocked. Right. You know, just play along. But he gives him the. He's trying to protect Tom, and Hayes just wants the case solved. He gives him the the picture to look at.
0: Yeah, but do you protect Tom at the cost of not no, finding Julie?
1: I don't think he. You might ease them into it a little bit more. but Well, sure. Yeah, I I agree with Hayes wanting the answer and not just protecting everybody.
0: So Hayes is looking at the bulletin board, and he sees the Woodard altercation photographs up there, and then he goes back in time. And then we're back in 1980, right back to where we left off in the last episode with – Hayes, I mean, they actually showed us the end of the last episode again, which I thought was kind of cool. We see the gunfight, we see Woodard shooting police who've driven up. West gets shot. Okay, tell me what was happening with that. One of the good old boys shot West because I wasn't sure. Remember, they came running around the back part of the house, there was the tripwire. That yeah. was one of that the was redneck
1: a- guys shot West in a right. row,
0: Okay. So West is down. Hayes goes into the house. Woodard has his sight on West. And then he commits suicide by police officer, making Hayes kill him, which is like something Hayes really struggled with, we see. Through so this. what
1: did you think about the—I thought this was either very cool or very, um, very sympathetic of Woodard. He says, I'm going to count to three in my head which is way more powerful than out loud. Because if you're the guy, if you're, if you're Wayne Hayes holding the gun on the guy and he's counting in his head, you have to shoot him. You can't wait for the one, two, Rot. Rot. two and a half, Rot. Rot. right? And, but Or is it Woodard being sympathetic to Hayes like, you had a chance, you didn't have to shoot me, you had, you know? It's like if somebody else heard the one, two, three, I don't know. I think it was just, I think it was being powerful. Like you don't know when I'm going to get to three, so you better get to shooting right away. Yeah.
0: He didn't give him any, any choice at all. Um, but I don't, I I don't know. Sympathetic. I don't know. I think it's horrible. That's a horrible thing to do to him. We see how it affected Hayes and just because Hayes has had, um, the experience with, in in the military of the stuff he had to do to put that on him again, I think is and and Woodard knew this. He knew why. Yeah, what Woodard's Hayes a jackass.
1: Did. Woodard really sank in my whole estimation.
0: Yeah, and you know, of course, Hayes is telling him. I mean, he's he's begging him, right? Don't make me do this. I don't want to do this. We've got uh, some help. We can get you. Of course, is crap after he's done all that. We know that's not probably going to help him very much but he just really didn't want to do that and Woodard doesn't want any help he is done that's
1: and, why but, he could have solved it himself the whole could <laughs> just shot himself without all this other massacre yeah those guys weren't molesting kids they were you know they were bullies they were assholes but they wouldn't have you know that would have ended it. That would have ended their anger if he killed himself. I don't know. Yeah, but I, we
0: can't look at that as a solution to it, right? Because these good old boys think he did something, so he's supposed to kill himself to rectify the situation.
1: I mean, no, that's but not those a- guys weren't going around killing people or molesting kids. That the death of Woodard would have put them at some sort of a crazy peace. Right, Woodard didn't have to worry about them. Like, oh, if I kill myself, those guys will go on beating people up, and and that wasn't one of his concerns. Woodard could have easily just killed himself and justified it, like, okay, I want to end this. I'm going to end it. I'm not leaving any loose ends behind. That's my point.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean. a lot of people are not going to kill themselves for whatever reasons they have. That's not going to happen, and they feel like it's different if they force somebody else to do it. So I don't know.
1: Well, it's it's, it's not being brave enough to kill yourself.
0: It's it, Yeah, it can be, but it can also be more than that. I mean, I think a lot of people see it even religiously i don't know how religious woodard was but i think there's a lot of religious reasons too that people won't
1: so well then he's on the other side of that coin he's got a reason honey you, if you're religious about oh it's violating some fr- province in my religion then how religious is it to take down a bunch of innocent cops i don't know it's it was a crazy scene
0: It was, but he acted it really well. I didn't like the character, but the acting, it was great. The stuff he was saying to Hayes and stuff, I thought it was really good. Okay, then we go to 1990, and this is where Tom is speaking publicly, pleading with Julie to come home if she can and saying if she can't, that they're never going to stop looking for her. The reporter asked Tom if he believes Woodard's innocent. And Tom doesn't even know what to say. You know, he doesn't know. Woodard's children are are there, and they find out, well, and they've known that it was um, Hayes that killed their dad. We find out that it is Woodard's children. They're trying to clear his name. Attorney General Kent is there. He's saying that Woodard did it. And Woodard's kid's attorney, that guy's name's Alan, right? They keep calling him Alan. Breaks in and says that the kids want their dad's name cleared.
1: Yeah. This we is the also- guy, this was the attorney for Kent way back. Wasn't he? He was the, he was on Kent's side back and way back before this.
0: Honestly, I, and I hate to say this, but I've tried to keep that stuff straight and I just can't, I'm, I'm not sure. I think that's when- why
1: he's so powerful. Cause he has the inside track as to what Kent was up to, to make his path, climb up to A.G.
0: Right, right. So he has all the
1: inside scoop on this guy.
0: He does. And we've definitely seen him before. The jumps in timeline I'm really good with, with Hayes and West and the kids and Amelia. The other people, I'm having a harder time keeping track of that, to tell you the truth. Um, I've tried. And he definitely has a part of the past. And I'm just not hundred percent clear on that part. I don't know what he did back then. If you say he was the attorney back then, then I believe you I just have had a hard time with that. We also find out here that Hayes is mad that Woodard made him kill him. I mean, he's like really mad about it. We saw how upset he was, but this is after times passed and he's bitter over that. Okay, then we see Freddie Burns again, uh, ten years later. Freddie Burns, what do you think about that?
1: Probably pretty typical.
0: They want to know. Looks like he's got
1: a you know mechanic job or something, and a probably a hard time paying his bills and his you know wife and baby.
0: And three babies.
1: Oh, is there it three?
0: Three kids, yeah. Um, but they're asking him what he remembered about that night. And yeah, I agree with you. Freddie looks worse for the wear. The years and life has not been kind to poor Freddie, but Freddie says that Woodard was headed away from the kids. So he reiterates that with him. but Freddie's like, but he's the one who did it. Right. And I couldn't tell if he was being sarcastic or, if he was saying, but y'all got him, so no, he probably must have turned looks, around and went back. It probably
1: looks pretty right, re- right that Wooder did it with the way he acted, you know? Well, this sure. Cr- criminal yeah. guy kills everybody, kills cops, found the backpack in his cellar. <laughs> Yeah, that
0: and the the burned shirt from Julie to make Julie look like she's dead to anyway. So they were asking where Julie was that night. And Freddie says that Will wanted to know where they are. And Hayes looks at Freddie and asks about the word they. He wants to know about they. But Freddie's really ill with Hayes. He's calling calling him names. And he's afraid they're trying to pin this on him now, knowing what's going on. And also Freddie's still holding on to the names that Hayes called him back then and remembering the rape comments that he said. And still, he's essentially, you know, really upset saying that Hayes calls Freddie a bully and Freddie says that he was a teenager back then. What's Hayes' excuse?
1: Yeah, you got to agree with Freddie a little bit here because Hayes threatened that he'd be raped to death in prison. Like almost as it was a matter of fact, going to happen thing. Pretty bad of Hayes to do that. And well, Freddie's yeah, not, not going to forget just
0: that. A, yeah. And not even just a matter of fact thing, but a, I know guys who almost like a threat to him. Like he would have somebody do it, not just, you know, that it would happen. So yeah, I agree. And it kind of goes back to some of the comments that we made last time. Where you were taken up for Hayes and I was taken up for Amelia. And I think Hayes is a bully. I think Freddie's right. And I hate to say that because I really like him. But we see some of those, you know, some of that coming up in a little bit, I guess we'll talk about. But Hayes and West are in the car. And Hayes is saying to please explain the trials and tribulations of being a white man in this country to West. Because he has the feeling that Freddie has blamed him for his lack of success in life.
1: Yeah. You know, I don't know. I think everybody's kind of right in this scenario. Freddie's right for being threatened. Hayes is right. You know, Hayes at one point says, I forget where, but he says, he's thinking about either Freddie being a punk kid or somebody being a punk kid, and he's like, God. When I was their age, I was in the jungle. You know, Hayes was fighting for his life when he was 18 in Vietnam. Right. Um. So he has his ghosts steering him now that make him, you know, peace prejudiced against certain things because of his past. I don't know. It's pretty smart writing by Pizolato that we all have these. We're all we're all sums of our background. You know, they all add up to being what we are now of our experiences. Okay. Being where we are now.
0: Absolutely. But Hayes seems to not be able to understand how anybody other than him could have a hard time.
1: Yeah. He can't process it through. He's...
0: He does it with Amelia. You know, he can't understand. I mean, I mean, his own wife is what makes me say that specifically. You know, he can't understand how. I I, I don't know. It's 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 not a very endearing quality about him. You don't have to have somebody's specific trials to have trials, you know, and obviously some people have much more to overcome than other people. But at the same time, you know, I mean, I'm sure you've heard it a hundred times, you know, if you're born in a first world country, you know, you, you're some of the luckiest people in the world. And, so you're not the most downtrodden, I guess. And I don't know. He just can't seem to see beyond the fact that his trials were the do-all, end-all, and everybody else's pale in his mind. So, Michelle,
1: here's the, here's the philosophical question. This is what's great about this show is it makes you think about this crap. So do you think it's better to have these ghosts or to not have ghosts? Like Wayne, like um, Wade doesn't have any ghosts. He's the old man living, he can drink and spend his afternoons frittering away the time. And he doesn't have ghosts, but Hayes has all these ghosts. you think it's better to have the ghosts or not to have them?
0: Well, I think Wes does have ghosts. I think he just doesn't have as much in his life. No, I think it's best to have them. I mean,. It kind of goes back to, and i bring up religion again, but it kind of goes back to that. You know, I mean, what's our purpose here on this earth? You know, is it just to like sit and throw a ball for your dog and hibernate and make it through until you draw your last breath? Or is there a greater purpose? You know, is there something more that we're here for? Are we here to affect other people and their lives and stuff like that? So yeah, I I think the ghosts are part of it. And I think if we run,
1: I mean, maybe you could attach that deepest part of religion to it, but you could also just attach the, like the Louis CK, Dr. Bigelow (laughs) theory to it, that you're, you're missing somebody that you used to love and they're not here anymore and you can't have them. And it makes you feel sad. That's your, you're lucky that you have that feeling. That's the best part of love. You know, that's, that's an interesting concept too, that you're, The fact that you have to bear the weight of somebody leaving you and you have those thoughts, that's a gift that they gave to you that you have now, that you have essentially forever. That if that never happened to you, you wouldn't be sad, but you also wouldn't have that rich experience.
0: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. The fact that that you grieve something means that you had something.
1: Maybe that's religious, too, but that seems like a less religious way to think about it. For me. Louis CK having to pick up the poop of Dr. Vigalow's dog. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. So Hayes and West. um Well, they were in the car and they were having this conversation. Sorry, I got off track. West now starts talking about um, that. They had verified Woodard's location through Freddie and he's focusing on the word they, because somebody was with, will or with julie because will was looking for them not just a single person west wants to look again at who the kids were with and run the prints on those toys again so they bring that up and then Hayes and west are talking to some guy in an interrogation room and it turns out that he's some guy who has now how did they find him did he call the hotline or something no, we i assume? think
1: he i think he saw the i think he saw the plea right Okay. And he came forward to say, hey, I knew, you know, I know more about this.
0: Right. Okay. He left home at 16. He recognized Julie as as Mary July. Uh, They hung out for a while. She was in their group. She was a little nutty, evidently. He don't remember what year it was. She talked about being a princess from the pink rooms and looking for her brother. And,
1: All right. Yeah. So this introduces the whole... This is the other layer that we have to contend with here with Mr. Pizzolato is the whole Yellow King slash yes. Dungeons and Dragons game playing, role playing. I mean, that makes a whole... That adds a whole new complication in on this. It's already 3D chess. It's 4D chess with the supernatural.
0: Yes. If she were...
1: She Four. drew. I mean, she drew little pink castles in her room when she was a little girl. Right. So she made this come true in her drug m- drug-addled mind. Now,
0: yeah, I'm, I'm not thinking so. What I'm thinking, my my first in, initial impression with this was that whoever took her had this special place for her. Maybe the child who had went away, the white childhood went away. She had their room, or whatever, you know, in this special princessy kind of pink princess room um but then what what happened to that Yes yeah, so this
1: kid <clears throat> this kid offering the what he saw now he's seeing Julie now right, as a teenager as a as a whatever she is, runaway dr- you know drug right. a prostitute. Right, so calling herself the Pink Princess. He didn't know she had a nice pink room at the Hoyts Mansion. This is how Julie's living her life now. Married July, right. <clears throat> she's somehow become this character that she saw in Dungeons and Dragons. She saw in the Hoyt House that she adopted forever. She was forced to adopt it. Somehow she's twisted herself into this role of the Pink Princess.
0: Right. If and this is if, Julie,
1: that he's still, it has to be, right? This, they couldn't just throw that in as a left field curveball.
0: No, this has got to be Julie. They, yeah, if, if she had been four or five when she was taken, this would be a whole lot more believable to me. She would have to be a very naive 10 year old. I think, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. I certainly don't know child psychology. It's not my specialty, but but I do know daughters. I've raised three of them. And at 10, my daughters would have clawed somebody's eyes out to get back home. And it just, you know, maybe she didn't want to go back home. I don't know. I don't know. But 10 seems old to me for us to have this kind of uh what's the word this kind of meshing of the reality versus her thoughts on it but maybe they'll explain it away
1: I mean her they, well, her bad reality became her forced pink room became her reality for real
0: well yeah and the fact that okay, we see her later, she's scream you know, she calls in and she's kind of screaming hysterically. She's not screaming, but she's hysterical about Tom, right? And what he did. So did Tom do something or was she told he did something? And you can't just erase ten years of a child's life like that. If a parent loves a kid until they're ten That kid is not, and uh, over the years, I I guess, they could turn away from that memory, but something just feels wrong about that. They're going to have to explain that a little bit more to me for me to buy that completely. You know, my my grandson's seven, and I just cannot imagine he would think something ill of me, no matter what anybody else told him. Well, I don't know. know. I mean, somebody
1: gets Julie when she's 10, they have her for say, four or five years before she becomes a runaway teen prostitute. Yeah. And in those four or five years, they just twist her like, oh, your dad really wasn't good to you. And that guy took stole you from your real dad. I mean, your real dad was good to you. But that Tom guy stole you from us. And I don't know. I could see a 10-year-old getting twisted. But you have the perspective I don't. So I don't know. But in four or five years, I mean, look what happened to Patty Hurst in less than that time. She became a, she became, she turned from a wealthy, you know, newspaper heiress to a cr- criminal.
0: Yeah. I'm I'm not saying it couldn't happen, but I need a story on that. I guess that's what I'm saying that they've got to wrap that up to me because I think, I don't know. It seems like it would almost be easier to do when you're older than 10, right? You could take a 15 year old and tell them how, or a 16-year-old, or an 18-year-old, or not 18, I don't guess, but 15, 16, and tell them how horrible they were treated because they're going through the hormonal stuff or whatever. I don't know. It just seems odd to me that a 10-year-old would have such hard... She was with her dad for 10 years. And, of course, she's not going to remember the first five, but still five years. And then somebody was able to...
1: Well, maybe they hit that window, though. They had her from 10 to whatever. Maybe they had her till she was 16 or 17.
0: Now, I don't think it was 17, but I don't know. Maybe you're right. Maybe they'll tell us a story that seems believable about that. It's just not anything I can come up with in my mind that it would have been that easy to change her mind without her at least talking to Tom. And I, I guess the reason I'm so adamant about this is because I don't want them to have put Tom as – somehow involved in this and that's almost the only way that story is going to make more sense is if they well, gave I don't, her think, some that, kind of I don't proof. think that's
1: necessarily a part of that problem with Julie she's just been swayed to think that Tom was evil even though he wasn't not that he was part of her abduction
0: yeah, right but wouldn't they almost have to show her evidence of something
1: Yeah, fake. they could fake anything to a 10 year old girl I guess. He cut bunnies up and, you know, whatever. Whatever the stupid. Oh,
0: come stuff. on, No, no. Not at 10. At 5, maybe. 3, 5. Well, I'm not sure at there's age
1: appropriate evil that you do to people that at 10 is the thing that hits the spot for you at 10, then something different that would have hit it at 5.
0: Okay, but then we're talking about. We're almost talking about something else entirely, right? I mean, this has got to be somebody a mastermind at this kind of thing.
1: I think that's what Pizzolatto's theme is, though, Michelle, isn't it? The yellow cap, the yellow crown, and the you know, the yellow king, and all that stuff. It's like there's that that supernatural layer of evil.
0: Yeah, but he somebody who that- wants the girl and doesn't want the boy is not necessarily going to be the person who knows. Exactly what a ten-year-old versus a five-year-old would it, it would take to turn them against the people who have raised them? From that point, I don't know. I just want a story behind it for that to seem more believable to me. I
1: think they do that, though. I mean, uh, I mean, look at Manson, Charles Manson, and did you, ever, did you see bad things at the El, El Royale? I mean, things that happen to kids to make to turn them against people. They kill their own parents. They do evil things. The kid, they make the kids do evil things by, you know, fr- fucking up their minds, drugs or whatever.
0: Well, and also we have to remember, and I keep forgetting this, that this is not the first contact. It's not like somebody just grabbed Julie and took off with her. So I'm going to argue the other side now. She's had a relationship with these people, and we don't know for how long right maybe forever we don't know so if she had a relationship with the people who took her for 5 years then that uh brainwashing or yeah. truth telling or whatever it might have been could have started you know
1: well we i don't picture Lucy and Tom lying in bed like Wayne and Amelia <laughs> Every evening, re, you know, recounting their day and talking about what happened with the kids. And so I think Lucy probably had free reign to do whatever she wanted with with Julie for years to, you know, introduce her to this yellow king right. family of Hoyts or whatever she did with her. This is your day to go play in the woods with your with your yellow king uncle, you know, whatever they did.
0: Jeez. Okay, that could be a story. Okay, West isn't even sure that Mary July is the girl, but Hayes says that until they find her, this is her. He's just real adamant on that as they walk out of the room with that guy. They also got the names and uh, phone numbers of some of the other people that were in the group, and they said that they spent a lot of time going through those people and trying to talk to them and find out anything, but they found out nothing. We're in 2015 and Hayes is telling this to Eliza. He's continuing the story there. And this is where Eliza shows him that picture of Harris James, one of the officers that processed the scene in the second investigation that went missing. And he, Hayes doesn't know who he is. And the field statement said that Hayes talked to him back in 1990 and Now he's gone. And this is where Hayes says most people he's ever known are gone. He doesn't show any reaction to that. What did you think about that? Well,
1: that's Hayes' memory failing him. Because we have next-ons and we have evidence that Hayes did talk to that guy or know that guy.
0: Right. Okay, then we see that really awkward scene where Hayes and Amelia are going to West's house carrying flowers. They meet West's girlfriend, Lori. They discuss owning the home versus renting. This is where we find out that he was with her for two years, apart for three years, back together for five years. Amelia brings up Julie at the dinner table, and everyone wants to talk about it except Hayes. So what would you think about that?
1: Um, I don't know. I think Amelia's a little out of place, always digging for this stuff. But I guess that's what she does. That's her that's her role in life as the writer. So I guess. I
0: guess but I mean even as a wife, right? Why is Hayes not having any of these conversations with her? Why is he holding this so close to his chest? I don't understand it. West just answers her questions very easily. You can tell that he and Lori talk about it, and Hayes wants to talk about this is confidential, this is blah, blah, blah. It's just this bullying tactic. He's well, like,
1: you see it that way. Maybe Hayes just doesn't like her climbing on the backs of people that have suffered tragedy. You know, she's gotten a career out of this detective authorship that she does.
0: Damn, Since Mike, telling somebody's story. And finding out all the stuff is not climbing I'm on
1: the. Trying back to explain people. what he may be thinking. I'm not justifying it. He may just not like. You know, lawyers make a lot of money helping people that get hurt in accidents. Right? I mean, they get money out of things that are have bad things that have happened to people. Maybe I don't know he doesn't that like Amelia's that.
0: thing is the money. I mean, I don't know her. Maybe, but.
1: Well, career her her fulfillment in life is based on writing about other people's unlucky things, on tragedy.
0: Well, but it's their story, and the story that
1: okay, you know, you don't have to defend him. I'm just saying that might be might be what he's thinking. I don't have any. That just sucks. He
0: doesn't trust her at all. I mean, he doesn't. No, he has no trust for her. This is stuff he and it sh- they show us in just a little bit. He holds his cards so close to his chest that he ends up screwing himself.
1: Well, why are you getting so hot under the collar? That's just who he is, and that's for- oh,
0: it's frustrating. It's frustrating as as a wife. It's frustrating to see a husband treat a wife this way.
1: Yeah. Well, he, he had. I mean, he's got. He's got his own background that he was crawling through the jungles when he was, you know, saw these deaths and create, caused all these deaths, killed all these people. He's got his own weight he's got to carry around.
0: I know, but that's all we hear about is Hay's weight, right? I mean, it's again, it's the situation that nobody else's anything could mean anything except he is. And he has a right to be a jackass because of his past and nobody else does only him. And it's very disconcerting to me. I really dislike that. It's a very, um, you know, narcissistic like behavior. And I don't, I don't, I don't even like watching. It makes me uncomfortable. Um, Amelia was going to bring Lori, her book. It's due out like next week or something. And Hayes wouldn't let her. And he's like, the gift shouldn't flatter the giver. I mean, just an ass. He's just an ass. And, Then he says to Amelia, they'll talk about what she's been up to later, right there in front of everybody, right? And she's not going to let that drop and insists that he tells her what he meant until he just literally goes off on her and she gets up and excuses herself.
1: Yeah, Old West and Lori had the Jesse Pinkman faces on when they were doing the talk over dinner. (laughs) i know i'm pulling a lot of left field references to other shows but when jesse was with with um walton skyler when he was talking about right she was talking about stuff
0: right that awkward i don't really know how to kind of deer in the headlights look yeah that's funny Okay. So, so then we go to 2015 and this is where Hayes is actually reading Amelia's book and he reads children should laugh and there isn't much laughter around here. So he is reading the account of the story that Amelia had with Lucy. Yep. And this, this is where we find out for sure about the connection between Lucy and the children should laugh. And we knew that, but I mean, where he finds out and, the note that came to the house saying children should laugh misspelled. It's exactly what you said last week. And I think they're also telling us here, because you said that Pizzolatto puts this stuff in there for us to know that he should have listened to her back then and that he was the one being obstinate because otherwise why would he have found that here? And he even says to her even though she's not there, that he should have read the book earlier.
1: Yeah, so you think they're showing some of this old Wayne, um, his his whatever affliction is now, Alzheimer's or whatever, is allowing him some new insight that without the Alzheimer's he would not have had? Like this is registering now, than it did, but it didn't register back then?
0: No, I, I don't think it necessarily has anything to do with Alzheimer's or his dementia, but I think it has to do with... The fact that he's now looking at stuff, I don't know if he would or would not without the Alzheimer's or the dementia. So you dementia. think he
1: really, really only just read the book just now in 2015? Yes. Yeah, maybe that might be that might be what I think. I'm not sure yet.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean. Uh, I, I, well, that's a good point. Actually, I didn't think about the fact that he could have read it before, but he seems to be keeping pretty good notes with his recorder and stuff. So, um, and some
1: because some people with afflictions, like I don't know what the Rain Man type thing was, but that you know he was able to do amazing mental things with an affliction that he wouldn't be able to do, you know, if you didn't if he didn't have that problem.
0: Yeah, but that was autism. That's completely different than 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 the dimension stuff we're talking about.
1: But is it? Hayes
0: yes. yes.
1: Well, I'm serious though. Is it do, doesn't something doesn't some shortcoming in your mind uh, allow you uh, to accelerate some other thing?
0: I don't know that dementia works that way. If All it does, right. I I don't know about it. But Hayes gets up and looks out the window and sees that car out there again. Now, what's up with this? What's up
1: with the car? I think that's really there. I think there is somebody well, I don't know. I don't know why I think some things are really there and some things may not be, like the door moving. And the, I mean, it has to really be there, right? That's that's kind of pulling a fake string if it's not there.
0: Yeah, the car's there. I think. I mean, because they don't show it there and then gone or anything like that. If they did that, you know, he looks out one second; it's there. He literally turns his head and looks out again; and it's gone.
1: But they make okay. it look. They make it look like it's the brown sedan that was in twenty. Not 2015, but 1980,
0: right? Is that what they're doing? I well, don't know. I, I mean, know. it looks
1: like that nice, luxurious sedan. Okay. I don't I know. Either. To me, that's kind of I, what made me think. Made, that's what it made me think of.
0: Okay. You, you may be right. I didn't. Why would the know. cops
1: be stalking Wayne in 2015? It doesn't. I don't know. Either way, it doesn't add up, really. It's, just hard, to, it's hard to figure it out.
0: Okay, well, then we go back to the scene where Hayes and Amelia are coming back home from that lovely dinner that they had at West house. And Amelia's mom is there saying that Rebecca's sick. And he is so bitter to her, saying the Salisaw detective told him that she called him her ex, uh, called her his ex-wife. He's, you know, or ex-husband. Yeah, she did you talk about the
1: ex-husband? divorce? Yeah.
0: Right. So ugly to her. And... He's now telling her about going to Saw and finding the footage of Julian. And she's all open to this and asking him why he didn't tell her, but she's not going, why didn't you tell me? She's going, oh, oh, why, what? Why didn't you tell me? And um, Yeah, I
1: think this illuminates kind of what we were saying, Michelle, that she is so – the the primary thing in her mind is like this, this case and that her writing about this – this is like a new interesting feature of this case – it overrides their argument, their, their marital argument. This is more interesting to her than, wait a minute, you went and you found this? You didn't even tell me, and I'm your wife? And this was, like, more interesting to her than that. So she's she's prioritized this story over everything.
0: Yeah, I don't think so at all. I think she just—he knows she's writing a book about what happened— and he goes there and finds this and her books due out next week. And he doesn't even tell her he's been there. Right. I don't know.
1: I don't. I, 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 well, she doesn't get mad about that. She's like, my book's about to come out and you didn't even fucking tell me that this would been this. Would, She's like just fascinated by the fact that there was a video of Julia in the Walgreens and he has it. It was like that was more important to her than the anger she could have expressed to him as her husband, not telling her stuff.
0: But isn't that interesting though, it's like she cares more about the story than the fact that she didn't get the story.
1: That's my whole point that she's fascinated with this story, and that's and that's all she really not all, but that's the primary thing in her life is that's her that's her motivator.
0: And you think that's I don't think it's her motivator, I don't know. I don't
1: know. You don't think that's her main motivation is the story of the crime of this thing with Julie or even over her marriage with Wayne?
0: No, I don't.
1: Yeah, I, I do. Think it's... That's, our, okay. that's our point of difference here. So we don't need to get okay. upset about it. That's just our different view of this. I think she's more fascinated with her interpretation of this story of this girl, Julie, than a- anything else.
0: Why do you think that when she immediately drops it, goes up in the bedroom, lays with them, reads her sick daughter a story? Why do you think that's her main thing? Well, I don't think she's forgotten
1: about the video of Julie. I think she's, you know, I think she does both. I think that she, she does smooth a lot of things over with intimacy, and this is another form of intimacy. She has sex sometimes, and other times she has this family intimacy. She's a very complicated, smart woman. You know, she's not just like, I'm not I'm going to go and pout in the corner because you didn't tell me about this video. She's she's complicated.
0: Yeah, I, d- I don't see anything she's doing as being wrong at this point. Certainly, I don't see this. However, and I'm a little annoyed at this because you could be right in a way beca- because of the upcomings that we'll talk about. But but he says some pretty ugly stuff to her. He I says she's see,
1: a- I don't think it's mm-hmm. what she's doing is wrong either. And I don't think what he's doing is wrong. I don't I just think it's what the way it is.
0: No, Mike, I mean, it's wrong. They've got this marriage and this family and they're raising these kids and they end up getting uh, Rebecca, whatever happens with her, that she's not even coming around her father who's so ill. They're, they're screwing things up.
1: Well, that happens. That's true. That happens to people. I mean, but do you, do you call it wrong? She's...
0: Yes, you call it wrong when you're screwing up your family. Look, you have your big rocks. You have your main important things in your life. And those things have got to be priority to you. And that's just how it goes. And it can be things like, you know, like your health and things like your family and stuff like that. You have to have priorities in life. And your priorities have to be straight. They have to be. And if they're not, you're going to end up like West, alone. And you're going to end up, you know, with really bad things in your life. You can't, you can't work on the small sand-like things all the time. You have to sometimes work on the big things.
1: Well, but you're making the big thing, your, your observation of the big thing is your take on it. Mine might be different than yours. I don't attach right or wrong to it. I just attach that's how it is to it. I mean, do you call Steve Jobs being wrong? Because he, he, he left his daughter for years and went and started a computer company. Is he wrong In the family sense, yes, he's wrong for that, but it, but we wouldn't have Apple computer if he hadn't done that.
0: Yeah. I don't care. You know, there's things more important than Apple computer and there's things more important than other things. There's things more important than the material things. And, and he could have done both. He didn't have to leave his daughter to go do Apple computer. That's an excuse in my book. Um, I, I don't know his story, but just just hearing what, what you said, that's an excuse. Well, there's, um, there's
1: all kinds of industrialists and people that focus solely on their careers and not their families that create great things in the career industrial sense that – and there's guys that focus on their families that create family ties that are unbreakable – And And that's
0: all well and good, but you don't get to create the family and then decide you're going to do something else,
1: you know? Yeah, and you're probably right in most people's minds by making that statement. But what I'm saying is that my statement is also true, that people do create great things at the expense of other things, and sometimes that's family. Obviously. I don't attach right or wrong to it. Probably wrong. If you think about the moral sense, it's probably wrong to start a family and then abandon it and to— create a great piece of art or you know machinery or invention but that's what happens that's how people are
0: well i'm gonna go out on a limb and i'm gonna attach right or wrong to it and i'm gonna say that's wrong and just because you're doing something else right doesn't mean that you're not doing something wrong and i think it's okay to call wrong wrong i think it's okay to do that and um, I don't. Anyway, I don't. I don't even know how we got into that. That's um. Anyway, Hayes is saying she's a tourist, a voyeur, lifting herself up on the on people. Well, we got into. it – Well, let's just click yeah.
1: finalize it because Amelia's writing right. this great book, and she made a success out of her life with this story of the book and the girl Julie. That she, I think. Steve jobs her way to the success that she has by probably placing that above some other things in her life, right or wrong. That's what she did. That's what the story is telling us.
0: I don't so. think so. I don't think they're telling us in any way that she prioritized that above her other important things. She even says it here. She's like, I've been here. I cook. I clean. I I, I do the laundry. I, I, I do the things I'm supposed to do, but I'm doing this, too. And why are you trying to stand in my way? And then she tells him to stop pretending he's too dumb to know that he's full of crap. Right. And I think that's a real, as crude as that may be, it's a, it's astute. And she's right. In my view, anyway. So Rebecca and Henry come down because Rebecca's sick and they do that. And it's like you just said, the difference in the households, which is, a really great observation and one I hadn't thought of the difference in the households of the Purcell household and the Hayes household. These kids come downstairs and they're like, what do we never do? We never go to bed without saying I love you and all that. So I can't picture that happening in the Purcell household. So
1: that was a pretty good. They observation. never go to bed without a final shot of vodka,
0: <laughs> which is right or wrong. Anyway, they all go get in the big bed and then we go to 2015, um, and this is such a cool scene. So Hayes is walking upstairs to get in the big bed with Amelia and million kids and read a book. And suddenly it's 2015, and it's a dark hallway he's walking down. And he looks in the room, and he sees the family there that we just talked about, the kind of um, ghosts that we talk about. Hayes sees the door move that 2015 Hayes is at and then he sees uh we have like the whole three time sequence sequences meld together here because 1990 Hayes sees 1980 Hayes with the blood on his shirt and he sees the door move from 2015 Hayes which really I, I don't know a lot of people didn't like that I loved it
1: no I thought it was great
0: so then we go back to 1980, and Hayes is giving his statement about the shooting at the hospital because West is in the hospital uh, with his leg right after the Woodard incident. Amelia comes running in and wants to know if he's okay. He's got blood all over his shirt. She's asking him what happened. And even then, he's telling her, you'll see it on the news. I mean, he yeah. won't even tell her what happened. And um,
1: Can we just settle this a little t- spat that we're having, Michelle, that he is not a fan of her writing this story and getting new information and growing the story at all. Every new she, little piece of evidence and information pisses him off that she wants more, she wants d- the down low on it.
0: Well, she wasn't writing the story back then. Well,
1: she in her mind was, cr- you know, thinking of the crime and creating this. She was writing the story in her mind. She had the idea Well, he didn't of... know
0: that. No. I mean, maybe. But he didn't know that. They weren't even together, really, yet. He didn't know that.
1: All right. Sorry. You're going to hang on to it, aren't you?
0: Yeah, I think I'm... I'm I, just a little bit longer, anyway. But like you said, I mean, there's some other stuff that comes up that might change my mind. So, But that's in the next on, so I won't spoil it. But she... Uh, it, he wants to see Wes, but they won't let him. And Amelia asks him if he wants to go somewhere and talk about it, go get cleaned up. And this is where he looks at her. Like, he didn't even notice she was there. Like, this whole time, it's just been, like, this big distraction keeping him from what he wants. And then he turns around and he sees her.
1: Yeah, he nos- notices her scent, I think, is the point that they show.
0: Yeah. Ivory soap and chalk He's dust.
1: He's very base in his in his... Motivations Like don't do this This is wrong This is right This makes me horny This You know He's very He's driven by his senses Almost I can go into the woods And track a man And come back with a scalp Without any tool Like he's very Intuitively Sent Following his senses All the time And he does that With Amelia All the time He gets turned on You know By her scent Of her ivory soap
0: okay that's interesting i hadn't thought about it like that but they go back to her house and he starts to just immediately undress she's talking to him and um we're gonna assume this is the first time you know based on their interaction and um so she starts to undress and leads him into the bedroom and they close the door then we go back to 1990, and Hayes is looking through evidence. And this is where he goes into the police holding room and wants to know where the fingerprints are. The fingerprints from the toys are suddenly missing. So this is another one of those higher-ups, we have to assume, right, that's destroyed evidence. Um, he wants the logbook, even though the guy says it only goes back a few years. He doesn't care. He wants it. So, And we, we don't find out anything else about that, which I was a little disappointed in. So then we see Hayes, he's sitting in that room and he's looking at the bulletin board and he's thinking back to the Woodard altercation and all that they were looking through. The phone rings, he ignores it. He's so into this. We flash back to 1980 Woodard House and they found Will's backpack in the floorboards of Woodard's front porch and what looks like a piece of clothing that's been burnt. Hayes notices something else as he's looking at those pictures, and maybe like the blood splatter, the fact that the backpack looks unaffected by the area or whatever, but he takes the photos and he runs to West. Hayes tells him there's no way that backpack was in the floorboard when when that mortar went off. He says it was a plant. And... Wes wants to know why Allen's team hasn't subpoenaed it yet, and Hayes says that they don't know about it yet, that they um, haven't gotten this information yet. Wes says that if they bring this to Kent, Attorney General Kent and Blevins, they'll shut them down for doing exactly what they told them not to do. And um,
1: Too much rocking the boat.
0: Yeah, and they also point out that there was three day altercation or three days between the altercation and them searching the place, them doing this thing. It took them three days. There was plenty of time to plant this evidence. The phone rings and
1: and that Harris, this guy Harris, found the evidence, right? This
0: oh, is that who found it? Oh, okay. Yeah, that's why.
1: That. That's the that's important.
0: Oh, okay. I did not catch that. Okay, the phone rings and found
1: it slash planted it. Harris James.
0: Okay, he, okay. What makes you think he pl- planted it? Because he
1: found it. You know, it's like, hey, okay. you throw it in there. And one second later, hey, look, a backpack. I mean, you don't I don't know. Maybe okay. he, maybe he didn't find it, but I mean, they show us how it got found. The the cop, the one cop sees it and says, "Hey, Harris, look, a backpack." They showed us that scene.
0: Yeah, I didn't catch that that was Harris, though.
1: Yeah, that's Harris.
0: Okay, that's a good catch. Um, but West is afraid that he doesn't want to take this to them, to them yet, to the Attorney General. The phone rings, and he looks all stressed. He says that was Briggs. A call came on the hotline last night that they need to hear. Then we go to 2015 and we see West, 2015 West, for the first time. He's feeding his tons of dogs dry food with raw egg. I
1: thought he was he's feeding them chocolate chips. No. But you wouldn't feed a dog <laughs> chocolate chips.
0: No, I would hope not.
1: That first shot, though, looked like looked like somebody was baking something and they were pouring little bowls of chocolate chips.
0: You were just hungry.
1: Yeah, that's what I have when I'm hungry, Michelle.
0: Bowl of chocolate chips and, and raw Irish egg. Irish coffee. Yeah, that coffee was, um, he had a little bit of coffee and a lot of spike. He takes the small pitiful dog inside and feeds it straight from his skillet. Um, So you can tell he's like this good hearted person. He's having a conversation with the pup about women and kitchen skills. And as long as you can cook, women will know that you're not just out to have somebody cook for you. He looks out the window and sees Hayes and Henry Drava. That's pretty
1: clever. I'll give Pizlato some more accolades here. That You talk to your dog like he's a dude. That's pretty That's pretty interestingly smart, I think. Dude, when you get out there in the world and get yourself a woman, make sure that she knows you can cook. So that way she knows you're not just after her for her cooking for you. It's this like a ragtag little dog.
0: Yeah, doesn't everybody do that with their dogs?
1: I don't know. I I think writing it into a story on television is interesting. I think that's very, very cool.
0: Yeah, I do, too. I thought it was a good way to tell, you know.
1: You do talk to your dog that way, but you talk to your dog kind of in private where no one hears it, not on a HBO television hit. That's cool that he did that.
0: I agree. That's a good point. Hayes is talking to Henry saying that this doesn't look like a place that West would live and it's interesting because he only knows 1990, 1980, 1990 West. He didn't know him at all.
1: So, Michelle, we'll get into our pre- next on spoiler section, and we won't do too much damage here. But does that barn look – does that place that that West lives now look like the barn that they go to sometimes?
0: I hadn't thought of that.
1: I'll leave it That's at a- that till we get to spoilers time, but –
0: Yeah, that's a good catch. It's out. It's out
1: in the middle of the country, and it looks barnish to me.
0: Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I want to hear your thoughts on that. Um, Hayes asked Henry, "When was the last time he saw West?" And Henry says, "He, you know, he's like, I don't know, and we don't have to do this right now if you don't want to do this." Because Hayes is a little hesitant once he's there. But West walks out on the deck, says, "Hayes looks good. Who's the old man with him?" And Hayes has this genuine smile and looks relieved. Henry is then talking quietly to West, saying that Hayes might be a little shaky. He doesn't remember the last time he saw you. He doesn't know why West is pissed at him. West, you know, says, "Well, maybe I forgot too." So, I mean, he still seems like this good guy, right?
1: Great guy, yeah.
0: Hayes asks. Um, where he keeps his medals and his Clinton pictures. And we find, and you know, they, they have no meaning to West anymore. And Hayes asked to look at his kids. He's got no kids. What happened to Lori? He never got married.
1: He West does have says, a guitar though.
0: Yeah. West says when you don't talk to somebody for 24 years, you're going to miss some stuff. So that also tells us, That they haven't talked since 91, the year after they reopened. That
1: has displaced poor old Julie for me as the mystery, Michelle. I want to know what happened to these guys now more than I want to know anything else.
0: Well, and they kind of give us some hints here, right? That Hayes um, just left, he just left the case, maybe mid case, something to do with Amelia.
1: That's what Wes says, you know. No, never came over for a ball game. Never came. To, you never called to shoot the br- shit. You never called to say you're sorry. Just like left. That's, yeah. That's an interesting quant conundrum here for me. What's what the hell happened to these guys?
0: Okay, we we'll, let's let's just finish this and then we'll get into that because there is a lot to talk about in that. Hayes and West are in the interrogation room with Tom and the tape player. They play him the state police hotline tape. She saw on TV, make him leave her alone. She knows what he did, the man on TV acting like her father, acting like her father. She wants to know where Will is. They left him resting. They tell her they will take care of her, and she says, you won't, you work for them.
1: Yeah, that's that's the parroting, parroting back what she's been infused by this evil people that took her. That was a horrible sentence. That's her recollection of what was Jammed into her by whoever kidnapped her. Yeah. That's or... not my real name. I know what he did. So they told her a bunch of crap about Scoot that probably wasn't true that made her really a rebel and be glad that she wasn't, was not home. Leave me alone. I don't want to go back to that. If he's that evil, I don't want to go back to that. Right. Where's my brother? You know, she doesn't really know what happened to Will.
0: No, she doesn't. But she also says that. She can't tell the police because the police work for them. Right. So we get back into that big picture story, you know, the higher ups thing. Anyway, she says, he took me and I'm never coming back. Now, Tom's completely distraught. Another great acting scene, really powerful. And Tom's asking, you know, where she is. Then we go to 2015. And Hayes is asking West if he talked to the TV people, and West is saying he's hung up on a lot of them. That's it. Hayes tells them that they're deep in it, and they don't want anything to come back on them. So whatever that means, and we don't know that yet. West says, like, killing a man, is it coming back? And Hayes says, not so far. Hayes tells him about O'Brien being found in the quarry in southern Missouri. Hayes tells him that they're onto something about Harris James. West says, how do you talk to these people after we've done what we've done? And Hayes says that if he remembers what they've done, he'll remember not to say.
1: Right. West is really worried that Hayes will say the wrong thing because he doesn't remember not to say it. Right. That he's that he's compromised by his affliction, and that he'll spill something that they that he doesn't want people to know. So West is concealing some big time info.
0: Well, yeah, West and Hayes both. Before Hayes, uh, Hayes just couldn't remember it. Hayes uh, tells him about Lucy and the note, and he tells him how he found out because of Amelia and the book and. Maybe Lucy did it just to try to get Tom to let go. Do you buy that at all?
1: Maybe. I mean, it might be a flimsy excuse, too.
0: Well, maybe to let Tom let go of trying to find her. But I don't think she did it to be kind to Tom. I don't think she had a lot of kindness in her heart, Tom. Now this is where Wes says that we already knew she had some connection to Harris, James. but that could
1: also be Lucy's jaded version like her justification is jaded in that oh this will help him let go because this really isn't his daughter he needs to let go of her because he's not she's not really his daughter this will help him
0: no I, no yeah I don't think so maybe but I don't think so but I, I could think... see
1: that in Lucy's adult mind that's what she might think
0: I would think Lucy, Lucy would doesn't
1: want him... seem evil she just seems lost and and twisted she doesn't seem evil
0: no but lost and twisted can do evil deeds because you're lost and twisted it doesn't necessarily make you evil but but your bad choices can be evil because you're lost and twisted i think that she wanted tom to quit looking because it was going to come back on her
1: Maybe but that's
0: just my. I think
1: evil though is more complex. I think there's evil like the attorney general who wants to keep the wrong story in place so his stature stays in place, and I think there's evil like helping Julie get away to another family, or not get away, but be transferred to another family for some benefit to Lucy. That's twisted. That's she's not like the attorney general evil.
0: Well, sure, there's there's evil for your own benefit, and then there's evil for somebody else's
1: benefit. Oh, no, I think maybe. this was Lucy's benefit. I think she got some, some pack of drugs or some money or some whatever. I think she got <laughs> something evil out of it. I don't know. I, it's just different. It seems different to me.
0: I don't disagree with that. Okay, West said, but th- this is important, though. West says that we already knew she had some connection to Harris James. He won't even say his name. And we don't know the connection Lucy had with Harris James, right?
1: Uh, we don't know very much at all about Harris James, except for some stuff on the next ons. Right. And that he f- was there when the backpack got found.
0: Now, this is where Hayes says that Hoyt came to see him the day after what happened happened, but he never told West. That's a big deal. Mm -hmm. he knew about what they had done and was in the darkness too, but he can't remember.
1: Um,
0: and then they say that he passed away some years back. Wes says that Hayes walked away. This is where he's talking about Hayes walk, walking away back in 1990. And he says he had to, um, because of Amelia, but Hayes says he's not walking away this time. Um, And then West is like, why did you come to see me? Did you come to see me to play, you know, to do this play adventure? And West says that in the 80s, they stopped being partners. They drifted apart. But this isn't that. You never stopped by. You never had a drink. You never picked up the phone. You never said you were sorry, nothing. And West says, and I was going to forgive you still and have a drink with you. And then this is where Hayes asks him how much he's drinking, and Wes just goes crazy, saying he has no one, nothing, no wo- no woman, no kids, no old friends. You don't judge me. Almost and like he
1: st- earned it. I pay the price for this freedom by not having right. a woman and a family.
0: Right. Um, essentially, everything has been taken from me. You're not taking this from me. And he says, you still haven't apologized. And this is where Hayes gets real, you know, serious and he says i can't remember he said i'm sorry he said i can't remember my wife my life and yeah, you why does me- Wes west
1: know this why would west get this type of angry he knows this that Hayes has lost part of his memory
0: i don't know that that would discount the hurt he feels over it you know i, I mean you can be hurt from somebody who's even not with us anymore. Somebody could have done something that hurts you, but you can still feel the hurt over it, even if they're not there. I guess. Um, But they're both like softly, silently crying They have tears running down their face. Hayes goes on to say that he has a file he's working on, but he's missing so much. Wes says that if he needs help killing time, he's your man. I've thought of every way to kill time, but I'm not going to go back into this. Hayes, this is where he says that he quit because there was uh, other considerations between him and Amelia, but he wants to finish this. And Wes keeps telling him no, and Hayes keeps saying yes. And finally, Hayes said, stir some stuff up with me. Wes says, how come Henry doesn't have you locked up? And Hayes says, because he doesn't know how bad I am. Really quickly, he just answers that, which is kind of funny. And Hayes says, you don't want to miss a 70-year-old crazy man running around with a badge and a gun. And West said, yeah, I could use a laugh. So West is in, right?
1: I know. It's funny how they recruit each other. Like, he's recruited him again. Or yep. Now the other way around. but So they're up to something now in 2015.
0: Yep. They're going to do something. We don't have long to find out. But that's the end. I'm the sure end we're hitting the 90-minute
1: mark again. So what did you see on the regular Next mm-hmm. Ons? Anything?
0: Okay, on the next ones, uh, 2015 Hayes is saying it's terrible what this world makes you ponder or what this work makes you ponder, sorry. Someone's telling Hayes and Wes that they ain't the only ones looking for Julie and the other ones have a serious head start on them. Hayes is saying uh, we don't stop, we take it all the way this time. Eliza is asking 2015 Hayes if he thought about the number of fatalities surrounding this case. We see someone getting their head smashed into a floor, and then the same in the same um, upcoming as last week that we didn't see this week of Amelia sitting with some girl that we have to assume is Julie and reaching for her hand. Um, so this is where I say you might be right, that Amelia... She, she there's more than we know about amelia
1: yeah so so there's there's next ons for the next episode, so that those you just described were for three oh six, but there's next they did a next ons for the rest of the season, like I think it,
0: that's what they're doing anyway, yeah, they're switching it up a little bit because they showed us stuff last time that they didn't that was not in this episode. We also got that close up of Julie, the picture I sent you last night,
1: yeah so they so they show. Some of the stuff you said in this next dance for the rest of season, like the season, like Amelia with the young girl following up at the halfway house. Um, but they also show these guys beating up people in this barn. In the barn, they took the one guy when they thought he was, you know, they have roughed him up. They right. take Dan there, the guy found in the quarry.
0: And is it Dan?
1: It, yeah, I think so. How do
0: you know? Cause it's, See, I'm thinking this guy might be that Harris guy.
1: Well, they take Harris there too. Okay. Well, they take Harris there for sure, but they, they, show, they show Dan getting beat up maybe by Tom. Maybe not in the barn, but the, Dan does get beat up. But yeah, they take Harris to the barn, the cop. So this barn, this is a thing that they do. They have a place where they can take people and rough them up. Right. And I'm wondering if it's that, that this is West property now as an old man.
0: That'd be interesting. Yeah.
1: Um, another scene in this next on for the rest of the season, they show Wayne kind of nude at a fire with a shirt off burning clothes. Okay. Um, and they show Wayne walking up to a brown sedan to talk to somebody.
0: Which it, year, Wayne?
1: Maybe Hoyt, like 1990 Wayne going, okay, going up to a brown sedan to talk to somebody. Okay. Maybe the rich guy, Hoyt, maybe. Maybe. Um, So I don't know which of, which of those were the same and which were different, but it seemed like there were some different ones in this next on for the rest of the season than there were on the next on for the next episode.
0: I think they're switching it up. I don't, I don't think they're necessarily sh- – well, I mean, I know they're not because the things they showed us last week, we're, we didn't see them all this week, and I don't know if that's an error, you know, like maybe they did that and then they changed it up to switch the scenes around. I don't know.
1: So one other s- super spoiler. Did we say this? Did we make the super spoiler distinction? <laughs> no, we, we didn't. We're sorry, everybody, though. We said that 90 <laughs> minutes has been long. we got to do spoilers. But So here's a super-duper spoiler. Uh, Vanity Fair did an interview of both Scoot McNary and um, Lucy. Okay. Emma Gummer or whatever. I can't remember her real name. And Scoot said, they asked both of them, like, okay, did, did, what do you think of the story? And what do you think of reading your part of the story? What, you know, what do you think of the ending? And Scoot said, I just read, my, they give me only my part, and I don't know the ending, but it's a great story. But Lucy said, they gave me my, only my part, and I know the whole ending. You know, I can't tell you, but I know what happens. So somehow, okay. Lucy, just reading her part of the script, knows what happens.
0: So she's involved. Yeah. And Scoot's not.
1: Not Scoot. Um. Yeah. Not Scoot. Right. Yeah. Scoot's not. Well, okay. he's involved, but he's not a perpetrator. Lucy is in on the perpetration of the, whatever.
0: We knew it. We knew it all along, Mike.
1: Probably as a though, probably as a hey, give us this kid, and you know that doesn't mean she was the. She might have opened the door to evil that she never imagined could happen to Julie, which I probably think is what happened.
0: Yeah, I do too. I don't think
1: she was in on. She agreed with it. She probably tripped, tripped a spark, started a spark that blazed up into whatever happened to Julie.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if she. She could have been in on it and just what happened to Will messed her up. I
1: think you have to be pretty motivated to be super evil, like the attorney general type of evil, like I said. And Lucy doesn't seem to be motivated about anything. She just But seems... she
0: sent the note, right? So she had to know something. Yeah,
1: but she could really have just said to herself, I need to help Tom a little bit with this and— this'll get him off the track. Misguided agreed it's misguided, but
0: maybe. She's not I mean, a go-getter. She's that. not a
1: go-getter evil person like the attorney general is. Anyway, Michelle, so that's it. Next week is Hunters in the Dark. Sounds interesting.
0: It and then does.
1: only 3 left.
0: I know. All
1: right, Honey. so that's it. 91 minutes, Michelle.
0: Sorry, I <laughs> know. It's just hard to talk about it unless that there's so much talk about.
1: Yeah, it's not your fault. It's just long. All right, so see you next week on Hunters in the Dark.
0: Okay, we'll see you then, Mike. And now you see my world in flames, my shadow songs, my deep regret.